Coming up on S4C, there's no football, no Scoria this week. <laughs> got to find my money elsewhere. We've got a bit of rugby. Saturday night, 6 o'clock, the Cheetahs against the Blues. That's uh, live from South Africa. Kick off at quarter past six. So tune in from six o'clock. What else have we got? We've got some live boxing. How exciting. Saturday night again, 25 past eight. Andrew Selby's back after a little break. Andrew Selby live on S4C. A bit of boxing action. You would be mad not to tune in. So rugby, six o'clock on Saturday. Cheetahs against the Blues from Cardiff. Cardiff Blues. And then live boxing, 25 past eight. Andrew Selby, back in action. He likes to tell you if anyone will listen About his seven caps, his chocolate knees His distinct lack of pace Now it's a long shot Hello, welcome to the Longman's Football World Podcast. Today's guest is a man with plenty of experience. 29 caps for Wales, um, he's been about. Played for quite a few clubs, Gillingham, Charlton, Norwich, Brighton, Newport, Wrexham, Scunthorpe, I'm sure there's one or two I'm missing out as well. Um, our paths first crossed many years ago probably 15 years ago now, playing for the Wales under-21s in the heart of the midfield there. Um, we joined Fort Wow. I say joined forces. He took my shirt, took my number at Norwich. Bastard. Um, so we spent spent a good bit of time together there. And obviously being part of the Welsh national team, loads of squads, many of those sat on the bench together. Quite a few left out of John Toshek's squad, so we'd sample the buffets at beautiful grounds in Germany, Russia, and many, many others. But he's a great guy, one of the absolute ultimate professionals within the game, and it's going to be good catching up with the one and only Andrew Crofts. Hey, before I go, don't forget, Welsh podcast, Unapath, available in its own entity. Please search for that one. I mean, if you speak Welsh and you like Welsh podcasts and you like football and you like myself and Malcolm Allen on the path, get looking out for it and subscribe. Andrew Crofts. Aye, aye. How you doing, boy? Not bad, mate, yourself? Not too bad. It's been a little while, mate. Been a very long while, mate. A few more greys between us, but... (laughs) 
quite a few on me, mate. <laughs> yeah, not as many as me, but they're coming. Mine are coming, these. I'm not sure when uh, when the last time we would have seen each other would be. Yeah, man. At uh, Norwich. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, actually spoke spoke before in maybe in a well squad, a well yeah, squad after. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably yeah. One or two, something like that. But you know, six, seven years. Chat on the phone, don't we? Yeah, yeah. How's life, my touch. friend? Very good, mate. Very good. Back uh, in the Welsh country, which is uh, nice. The uh, air is fresh up here, geez, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, no, enjoying it. Obviously, signed for Newport in the summer. Um, injured at the moment, which has been frustrating. Nothing bad. Hopefully, be back in a couple of weeks. Um, but really enjoying it. Great set of lads. Obviously, yeah. know the gaffer well. Uh, and yeah, really enjoying it. You, put, you played with Flinny at Gillingham? Yeah, know the gaffer for a long time. Yeah. Uh, what would I. 18, probably 14, 15 years ago. Maybe not as much, but yeah, knew the gaffer then. Absolute character. Become good friends straight away and uh, just loved what he was about. And Really? Yeah. When the opportunity came to work for him, it was uh, quite an easy one to take, really. He's, um, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, mate. But I'm trying to nail him down. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to nail it so that after you boys have won a game or something, yeah. you know managers, they're on a different level then, aren't they? Yeah. You know, they want... If he wins a game, he'll want to sit down and he'll want to talk himself <laughs> up. He'll big himself up, won't he? Yeah. But, uh, he's a he's he's just a character, isn't he? Yeah, he's so he's infectious. That's the, how I describe him. Very infectious. Uh, and yeah, he'd be very entertaining on this. His banter's nearly as good as mine. Not quite, but <laughs> he he wouldn't say that. But he's he'd uh, be very good. You probably first got to know him similar a similar time. I think I was 16 and played against him. So I was at Bangor, he was at Barry. Give me a lesson, mate. Yeah. He's a good player. He, you know, I was just a young kid then, when I, that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah. But we played each other a couple of times, played in the cup final. And um, you know, he was obviously too good for that level. Went on to have a good career. You boys, not a similar age, what would be the gap? Three, four years? Yeah. Playing alongside yeah, yeah. each other in the middle of the park? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? It was always... Uh very, like I said, a good leader. Um, he took me under his wing a little bit. I was obviously just coming through at Ginningham and he was, he was, like I said, three, four years sort of into his career. And we played in the heart of midfield together. And we loved it. We, yeah. we had great fun. Uh, every time, if I'd go up for an header, he'd go, go on, Dragon, as I'm in midair. Like, and I just loved it. And he, he'd tell like a buzz off it. And if I won it, he'd go, animal, animal. So it was, uh, I loved it, and he was just like I said, he was infectious, good fun, but he cared. Like he wanted to do well, and that's yeah. what I liked about him as well. We we had a good laugh, but we were serious. We were winners, um, and uh, yeah, we rubbed on each other really well. That was a, a dressing room full of experienced campaigners. Was Big U in there? Big, yeah, the big man was there you as well. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, you, what was he like? Yeah, again, just uh, a, a big presence, big character, um, vocal good around the change room. Again, um, very infectious personality um, and brand with him a wealth of experience. Obviously played at the highest level, scored a hell of a lot of goals in his career. And again, I think he, uh, he took to me where I was sort of just coming through, uh, obviously in the Welsh set up and he, he knew what I was about. He knew that I was, I grafted to, to get everything that I got. And, and, he's, and I think people take to that and, yeah. and, and the gaffer was similar, Ewan was similar. And, and they're both real good guys. Big, big Ewan, I find, because I didn't know him as a player, you know, personally, I, I spend quite a bit of time with him now. And he just strikes me as that ultimate professional. You know, he, he has got OCD, 
oh. you know, he'll, he'll admit to that himself. I was going to say about that. Personal life and as a player. Yeah. But I can just, I can picture him in that dressing room, you know, a senior player that you would have known him. Yeah. And just demanding yeah. the, just the highest standards from everyone. Yeah, definitely. That's probably why I liked you. Yeah, you yeah. Because you've always been that, haven't you? Yeah, no, nah, exactly. He, just that mentality of wanting to do things right, preparing right, wanting to win games uh, and living your life right. Uh, yeah, and on the OCD, he definitely had that. I remember in his car, he wanted it pristine, like any crumbs or anything like that. He'd be raging. I remember he went into, I think, uh, when Essie was manager, Johnny G, Johnny Gorman was um, assistant for a bit, and then uh, Ewan was, I think it was like a player coach for a little bit as well. Or yeah. It was in that sort of that transition bit. And uh, Johnny G was uh, in the car with him one day, and I think he had a croissant or something like that. And Ewan said he bit into it, and he said the crumbs were ridiculous. Like, and he was raging, but I don't think he had the heart to say anything. So, like Johnny G, big experience. But it like. obviously got to him because a good croissant. <laughs> if you get a good croissant, like yeah. it does crumble a little bit. Ah, uh, crumble city, mate, with croissants. <laughs> like, and he, uh, he he told me about it. I was cracking up, like, but. Yeah, definite OCD. I think a lot of players have got OCD, you know. I'm quite sort of particular about how I want things and how I do things and that, but um, I think players like routine and that as well, don't they? And, and Ewan was big on that, but as you said, yeah, great guy. And obviously, he's, he's, since he stopped playing, he's, he's doing really well with the bits that he's doing. I see him when I was at, obviously, when we was both at Norwich, always used to see him about, always used to see him down the gym, to be fair, yeah. down Green's gym. And yeah. uh, he was probably fitter, fitter now than he was when he was a player. He looked in great shape, to be fair, and he's, he's kept himself well, and yeah, great guy. You're talking about OCD. I'm trying to think what I used to have. Do you know, like, little things where you put, if you'd won a game, yeah. you try and keep everything yeah, the same, yeah. whether it was wearing the same pants yeah. or just yeah. the same routine in the morning, yeah, yeah. you eat the same things, and I think I had to knock that out of me a little bit, because you, you, you almost look yourself in the mirror and, and think to yourself, this is getting stupid. <laughs> you can't live your oh, life like yeah. this, do you know what I mean? Yeah, what sort yeah. of things have you got? Uh, I'm pretty standard within not something that I would do if we won something. If I'd, I don't know, put my left foot, uh, left sock on first, whatever. I'm once sort of like more to do with timings. Like I'd have my breakfast at a certain time, yeah. pre-match certain time, certain foods that I'd have. Um, no, no sort of ones as in like, like I said, left foot. Uh, left boot, right boot, nothing like that. More of a routine as in sticking to timing, sticking to eating the, the same stuff before on a Friday, breakfast, pre-match, or even the whole week, really. Sort yeah. of try to just get into a routine like that, but no sort of crazy superstitions like a few of the, uh, few of the boys have got. You must have seen a few. Yeah, do, do you know what? One thing I used to do is, um, in a shower, <laughs> steady, <laughs> I used to, like, shampoo, if I used to put shampoo in my hair, it had to be an even number. So right. I used to shampoo my hair twice. <laughs> if I did it once, that's bad luck, mate. Oh, right. And I'm looking back thinking, what was I yeah, thinking? You know what I mean? That's weird, mate. That is weird. That's decent. That's professional sport, though, isn't it? You know, yeah. you, your mind can play tricks yeah, on you. Yeah, no, definitely. You know throughout your whole career, and probably now you've suffered, I'd imagine, Crofty, more injuries in the last couple of years than you yeah. had for your entire career. Yeah. That plays tricks on you, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm mentally. Before we go on to that, did, was that shampoo uh, made your hair go, uh, go grey quickly? <laughs> and two of them obviously didn't that. It's got to be, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, anyone listening, overuse of shampoo gets your hair grey, it kills it. It kills it's still thick, though. It's still thick, which is good. It's just a 
because I know a lot of boys that have gone thin as mm. they've got older, but you're going strong still, geezer. Yeah, it? it's, a, it's a good, solid, <laughs> thick head of hair. I'm looking at you, mate. I didn't know what crofty I'd expect to see when I bowled in this morning, thinking, is this going to be, you know, bald as an egg crofty, <laughs> the hard man? Nah, you've changed that. Yeah, Where nah. is it? Oh, nah. Where's the Mrs. Mrs. got into me, didn't she? Two, uh, dad to two kids, wanted to, she wanted me to look a little bit more presentable. Um, <laughs> And bet, to be fair, Bella's used to always say to me, uh, oh, you like, got to the Prem, like, want to start looking a bit more presentable there and all that. <laughs> so, yeah, look a little, like, still pretty thick as well, to be fair. So, still going all right, mate. So, there's nothing wrong with bad. it, mate. Nah, I'm, yeah. I'm so, looking at the, yeah. there's no receding Dude, hairline. Nah, nah, good nah, style. So, I'm happy with that, to be fair, which is, uh, which is good. But yeah, on the, uh, on the injury front, front mate, touch with, like I said, the, the, now I'm just, Got a stupid blister uh, pre-season. You know what it's like. You get get a blister every pre-season, but and they just go. But this one just got stupidly infected. Ended up having to come out of a boot for a couple of weeks. But that meant that I was overcompensating on my left side, which has just inflamed my Achilles a little bit. But nothing crazy. Hopefully, they settle down, and hopefully, I can load it up and it'll um, react well and then get back playing. But then the last two years, I've been fit for nearly. 100% of the time after two two big knee injuries, um, which was about, my last knee injury was about four years ago now, and I've managed to play over 100 games since then, and okay. like I said, the, the last two years especially, I've been pretty much 100% um, available, and I played a lot of games, uh, that's been, been massive, because I worked hard after my second knee injury, it was... Um, you know, it was a real tough time. I was thinking, you know, getting a bit older, um, things were getting a bit harder, but I took a bit of time this, this summer after that, took a bit of time to really work hard on, on getting myself right. Took a little bit of time after the second knee injury, as, as you would imagine, but now um, I feel a lot, lot better. I feel really fit, uh, really strong. And like I said, a little setback at the moment, but nothing bad. And I want to play for um, a good few years yet. Blisters are what a weird thing I, I, I don't know Croft you tell me has it been out like in the in the papers Croft, uh, Andrew Croft missing because of a blister I don't know if it it pacified the uh, blister but it said maybe toe injury or something like that but yeah. everyone knew like in Newport the players stuff all that obviously knew and you're I not hiding it nah mate my, I was in a I was I had to be in a flip-flop for like a month because it was ridiculous like yeah I'll show you pictures in a bit it got like I looked I look back at it now and think well, like that you, looks you can't off. swear on the podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you say what you like on it, mate. But it, it, it got infected and it went up, it, it started down into my foot and my ankle. And that's when the doc and I was like, oh shit, we need to, we need to get this nipped in the bud. So I got on, a, on antibiotics and the first set didn't work. It was still red as, didn't work. So you had to like increase the dosage and then that, that healed touch wood that's fine now the skin's still healing a little bit but it's fine but obviously subconsciously you don't realize the other side I'm I'm trying to take the pain away from that by putting more pressure on the other side which is obviously my Achilles sort of got sore because of that but you think oh, it's going to settle down and I still played on for a little bit but I was thinking wow this is getting stupid sore and then just had to pull out and been like enough that uh, Adam Brown, uh, Newport Physio, has been good, and I've still I've been on standby for the last couple of Wales squads, and, and thankfully to the the Wales doc and Wales Physio, I've been doing a bit of work with them, which is which been very very kind of them. People don't realise though, do they? You know, they'll, they'll hear this blister injury or something that whether it's pre-season, you normally it is pre-season to get blisters. They can be so bad, mate. Oh. I remember getting the worst blisters. Not 
not as bad as you've had, obviously, but ones where you wake up in the morning, you're in agony. Uh, You're thinking, I can't even put a fucking boot on. Never mind, like, you know, there's gonna be a tough run or something. Mm. Somehow you get through it, you're going through these plasters and shit like that. Ah, mate. It's agony. Yeah, it's a joke. Like, you think miss a game for a blister, what a pussy. That's what I was thinking when I heard, mate. So, and I, you know what, I'm like, I can class myself as quite a tough guy, thinking, fucking how can I say that? I'm, I've got a blister and I'm gonna miss a training session or a game. And that's why probably it got so bad, because I played on with it for quite a while, dressing it up, all that sort of stuff, in that second skin, thinking, nah, that'll get for it. Fucking, every, mate, every time I put a boot on, I thought, fuck me, this is killing me. Yeah. Out, like, but I'll get through it, but, in the end, it, it's, it's, it's hurt me because it, I ended up getting that infected, hurting my Achilles because of it. But you just, like I said, you just think, fuck, I can't pull out because of a blister. Yeah. They got to the stage where, where I had to. And I, and like I said, hopefully in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be ready to, to go again. Wow. Your phone's gone mental. Now, Corner. What's going on there, lad? It's yeah. very unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. That's a fine for me, that. It's got to be. You wait till your gaffer finds out about that. Ah, uh, yeah, he loves the fine as well. We first um, got to know each other, mate. I was thinking, Wales under 21s. I remember articles being out. I can't remember when we would have played. There was an article down south, South Wales, it would have been, about the midfield four of Wales's future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Croft dog in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah the long man alongside <laughs> him. I think it would have been maybe Cots. Right, yeah, Cots, yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the, yeah, one yeah, of the wingers. wingers. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who the other one would have been. Maybe yeah. Aaron Davis. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Davo, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. The four of us played, yeah. do you remember when we played against England? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got spanked. Yeah, four, yeah, yeah. What was his final score? 4 zip. Four, yeah, I think it was, yeah. I scored, mate. Yeah, 4-1. Do you, oh, well, you, do you, do you remember, do you remember it was that? It was a weldy, wasn't it? Yeah, and the linesman never gave it. <laughs> Do you remember that? 25 yards, right on the crossbar, yeah, yeah, bounced yeah, about yeah, two yeah. yards over the line. Yeah. I didn't know at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then out, linesman, yeah. fucking nothing. Oh, man. That would have got us back to 2 that. 1. Yeah, 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 back in it. That would have changed back. my career, yeah. mate. <laughs> no one had scored. Wales in the 21s, no one had scored against England for like nah, some yeah. like 23 years. And I belted that one I'm in. Rio yeah. Coca and James Milner behind yeah, me. I was thinking, yeah. get tighter, lads. <laughs> Langston didn't give it. That was yeah. me. That was yeah. me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I forgot about that. It was an unbelievable strike, and like I said, it would have got us back in the game. But yeah, enjoy it. We had some good times in that. Some good camps, uh, and yeah, enjoy playing alongside your big man. There's loads we can talk about. You know, the Welsh squads. Because I'd always look at you, not as like we were never competitive with each other. I no, don't no, think. Yeah. You know, we're obviously competitive guys, yeah. and you want to play for whoever, whether it's yeah. Wales or, or your club. Yeah. But, you know, proper teammates, even though we played in the same position. Yeah. And it was like, if you got on, yeah. I'm buzzing for yeah, you. Yeah. I would imagine if I get a cap, yeah. equally you're yeah, buzzing yeah. for me. Because we almost did the hard graft, the hard yeah. yards of yeah, yeah. how many squads were we involved in yeah, yeah. where we never got on. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. How many squads were we stuck on the bench or yeah. often, because these days you can name as many subs as you want yeah. uh, with the Wales setup. At the time, it was like 18, yeah. 20. 22, 23 man squad. I just remember you, me, and probably Vaughny yeah. as three that would yeah, yeah, yeah. often Standard be miles. sampling the, the buffets in yeah, yeah. Germany and <laughs> Russia, like left out the squad, so we'd just go on, on the buffets, <laughs> wouldn't we? Yeah. Unbelievable spreads. Oh, the food was unreal, it was a joke to be fair, isn't it? But yeah, like I said, we did, we put in, uh, but I think that, that, that always got nowhere because we never pulled out of any camp and 
went on to play. How many games are you getting in, big man? Seven. Seven, yeah. So like you played seven times for your, for your country, so <coughs> it's brilliant. I've been lucky enough to play 29 times, and that the, the early part of when I got into the senior team, it was a lot of travelling, maybe not getting on the bench, maybe getting on the bench, probably not getting on to working really hard to obviously break into to sign for Norwich, play regular. That was the one for, that yeah, kicked you on, yeah? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I was still in the squads at um, Brighton and, and Ginland before that, but obviously then I really sort of sort of took my career to the next level when I went to Norwich, played a lot of games, got promoted to the Prem, then was playing in the Prem, so obviously that gave me a better chance. And then I, I started a lot of games when I was in that period, which was great. And yeah. you did feel like it, it was a case of, oh, like this is nice. I've done all the, the years of traveling away, being there, training hard, supporting the boys. The boys were always great. Maybe not, like I said, maybe not getting involved, maybe getting involved. But then we're a period where <clears throat> I was involved quite a lot and played played a, like, a decent amount of games, which was, which was great and really enjoyed it. And, because it's probably that period we're talking. We're on a similar level yeah. under Tosh, and he's given you know he's given everyone a chance. He's yeah, given yeah. caps to, to people left, right, and centre yeah, at times. Yeah. But we were we at that stage could never break into. I know pe people laugh at the, the partnership of Carl Robinson and, and Fletch, mm. but we weren't quite maybe experienced enough or seen as yeah. being ready to, to take that step at, yeah. to get them out of the team. Mm. Um, and then obviously I went to Norwich 2009 and things just didn't work out. You get the move to Norwich a year after yeah. and you, you're able to kick on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like an exciting an exciting time to be part of, of that set, do, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, going back to saying, like, obviously we played in the same position, competitive, always wanted to play but wanted to do each other well. I'm massive on that. Even now, like, I do a lot of work with back home with, with youngsters and stuff and I always talk about like the mentality of wanting to be the best that you can be individually but also wanting your teammates to be the best that he can be and want him to do well and I think sometimes that slips out a little bit and I think if we can get that into the youngsters more and more it will filter in because I, the best players in the world, the best teams in the world, the best staff they always work together and football's a team sport and I think, you, you know, the teams that you've been involved in that is that, even at Norwich, like I said, I was playing every game you weren't involved, but you was training hard, you was playing hard, you was wanting us to do well. We felt that, do you know what I mean? So that's like, that is massive and that's, that's the mentality that whatever I do going forward, I want to play as long as I can, but that's what I will install in people. Be the best you can be, but want your mates to be the best you can be. And that's what we have been, man, wasn't it? The one that hurt me the most, I'm not sure if you would have got on, you know, because you always want to play, don't you? Yeah. Was a friendly, we played, a, this is a bit random, mm. played a friendly against Poland in Portugal. Remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't know if I went, you know. Would I have gone? Would I, I'm, was, sure, was I'm sure I saw a photo recently. And there was the three of us yeah, on the bench, yeah. you, Why? me and Vaughan. I'm, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you would have been there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like Lewandowski in that yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and that one hurt because obviously it, was, it wasn't it was a proper friendly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But we were just happy to train and train yeah, hard, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think, as you mentioned, the rest of the lads noticed that. Yeah. None, so, none more so than a man you've already yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Oh, Bellas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loved yeah. it when people trained and worked hard. Uh, yeah. Even yeah. if he saw them as maybe, I'm not going to disrespect myself, you, by Connor's limited ability, yeah, maybe yeah. he would see people with less ability than others, but mm. as long as you put put a shift in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went too far once, didn't you? <laughs> Shoulder badged him. 
love, I love that story. A few people always say, Ash, Ash Williams loves saying about that too. But I love that story. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. to explain, you might have a different, you know, I might have molded this story in my mind yeah, over the years, yeah, but yeah. I just remember playing the, a training game. Yeah. The Croft Dogs come in with a shoulder bag, <laughs> fair, fair <laughs> shoulder bags on Pellet. <laughs> and he's gone down, mate. He's hit the deck. He's eating grass. <laughs> and play's gone on and Roy Evans was the ref for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh Wallace right. has got up. <laughs> and he's got that smile on his face, but you know, oh no, it's not a smile, it's gonna turn into a snarl real quick. <laughs> and he shouts, Roy with that smile. Is that not a foul, Roy? Yeah. Uh. Roy! Screams in his face, and Roy shit it, didn't he? Yeah, oh, and I'm at the time I remember it well. Bella's probably don't even remember it because no. it probably weren't a big thing to him. Because, but I remember it really well. And at the time, I thought he's obviously gone down, and he, you know what I'm like. I'll train the way I play, play whatever. And he knew Bella's knew that as well. To be fair, and like I said, I've I have put him on the deck, and but then when he's on the deck, I'm thinking shit, like he's gonna get up. <laughs> And I could, I'm just watching play still, and I could, I could feel him looking at me, and I, it was burning me, thinking, yeah. "Fucking hell, he ain't happy here." <laughs> and like I said, he's looked over to Roy. Roy's like, play, sort of played on, like, and he's gone, started off with a little Roy, and then just got louder and louder. I'm like, "Oh no!" And then it just carried on, but I was thinking, "Shit, like he's gonna go mad." But he, like I said, I, I'm the same with you, mate. I fucking loved Bellas, and I, I, I see him now and again now. Like we, we train down in Cardiff at USW, and. Yeah. Uh, took time out to speak to us and he like I said he he knew everything that I had in my career I had to graft for I had to I had to work really hard for um obviously you have a you have you have a Billy why you ain't going to be a professional football player yes. um but when you look at obviously top top players they're they're on different they're, they're on different levels I've played been lucky enough to play in the Premier League and I had to work hard for that and played a good level of football for a long time which I I loved and I want to I'm still ambitious to do it still because I still feel I can offer offer a lot. But he just had that mentality of you seeing someone who's a top, top player, played at the highest level for nearly all his career, and the way he went about things, yeah. you see it, mate. He, he just grafted, done everything right. He's, his desire to be the best that he could be was something that I just thought, yeah, that's class. That's everything that I'm about. And he was just, he, but he was on a different level. Um, what, I, what I meant, I think, we probably had lesser ability in comparison to some players that he would see so he would play with at his club you know the most talented footballers in the world some of them mm -hmm. but their attitude stunk yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. he he's openly spoke about um, like Rubinho mm -hmm. players like that yeah, yeah. that made him sick didn't yeah, it yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Uh, but we we'd buzz I say to anyone we buzzed because we were sort of an age early to mid 20s yeah we weren't young kids who were scared of Bellas. No, yeah, of course yeah. you wanted to impress him. Yeah, you you, yeah, you know, yeah. you wanted to play a good pass to him. Yeah. But if he did bollock you, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you did have that, you know, you did something wrong yeah. or he wasn't happy with something, yeah. we'd almost be buzzing off it yeah. to go back to the room and have a laugh about it. You know, whereas for the young lads, those standards that he held, yeah. they could he could much. kill young players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that exactly what you like? We I think we was of a generation where that's what that's what we expected. That's what we thought was right. Like doing things right, working hard as you could all the time. And it did, like they said, people with ridiculous ability who didn't have that work rate, it did make him feel sick. And it was like he couldn't take it, he couldn't handle it. And 
it was great because you're like he, he'd be probably hammering world-class players yeah. because they weren't work hard enough and I was all over that and that's what I liked about that is he didn't care if you was playing League One Premier League if you weren't putting it in he was on you yeah. and I had a lot of time for that and we found it entertaining yeah, we, like I said we go back to the room and be like fucking what he is crazy like but it was just it, it was wicked and yet yeah, maybe sometimes cross the line a little bit with certain things but he that, gets a bad rap though doesn't he you, yeah. you know people over the years have just because of his personality because sometimes in the media he might be you know on at people and people think ah he's a bell end or something mm. I thought he was brilliant yeah honestly yeah, yeah. like attitude wise learned so much from just high standards yeah and I'd look at him even in a warmer, yeah. how every sprint for yeah. him was a sprint. Yeah, so yeah, cone yeah. to cone, yeah. you know, the majority of people, I'd include yeah. myself, like I'd have to physically almost save myself for the, re mm -hmm. the rest of the session. I yeah, didn't want to yeah. blow, my, blow my gasket <laughs> in a warmer. <laughs> you know, so a sprint from this cone to that, you yeah. know, it'd be a gradual little yeah, builder yeah, yeah. for him. Yeah, all a that. sprint meant a sprint. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, his attention to detail. And, yeah. and still now, he's probably more, more so than most pundits, if he's on, yeah. I love listening to the, the yeah, way that he yeah. speaks about the game yeah. as well. Ah, and a very intelligent guy. Like I, I watch him all the time on a debate and, and other guys, and I said, I think they're people that you can just learn so much of because they have played at the highest level. Their mentality, their work rate, his desire, like I said, every sprint, even in track, like he, he trained um, at the USW in Cardiff uh, well, a couple of months ago in pre-season. Gaffer knows better as well, as well. And the, uh, we was a man or two down, and he's like, he's asked Bellas to join in. Bellas has joined in with a session, like, yeah. and I was, I was la I was out with my blister at I was watching, and I was laughing because he was fucking on it straight away. He's getting into people straight away. Ne never met him before, never played with him before. Straight away, expecting higher standards. He's retired. Yeah. That, but it still meant something to him, and that's just him. And I was, and I buzzed off it, and like, he's having a go at one or two. <laughs> I'm like, I was just laughing, thinking, boys, you better get on it. Like, you better, if you're going to pass it to him, make sure it's right. But it was, it was, he still got, and, and he wants to do that. He, he, he seems like he's going to be, he's destined to be a manager. Mm. The way he, he was speaking to me about how he looks at the game and how he's, get, he's obviously doing the 18s at Cardiff, very detailed, very, God knows what he wants to be like as a coach and a manager. And I, I could see him having a, having a very good future in that as well. I still, to this day, remember you know, done so much rehab, he'd done so much rehab, and mm. there was just something, I think we were in like a treatment room getting a massage or whatever, Yeah. with a well squad, and he was, wasn't even talking directly to me, just in conversation, yeah. Yeah. talking about what pisses him off yeah, at yeah, his yeah. club, I think he was at West Ham at the right. time. Yeah. I don't know who the player was, but he was talking about, it may have been a treadmill exercise or an exercise bike, yeah. one of those machines in the gym. Yeah. And he just said that if the session lasts five, 10 or 20 minutes, mm. he fucking despised when people just tapered off at like, if it's a 20 minute session, yeah, yeah. at 19 minutes, 55 seconds, right. yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. knocking down the levels, right. they're done. <laughs> and yeah. he was saying, it's a fucking 20 minute session. Yeah, 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 you yeah. work to 20 minutes. Yeah, and I swear, yeah. even to this day, if I'm it's in the gym on a machine, yeah. Yeah, you do. I'll stick to, to that minute. His, <laughs> little, love that. his little voice is on my shoulder <laughs> thinking, I can't, Bellas would be so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love that. That sums him up. Quality. You're talking Tosh would have left Crofty yeah. and Speedo would have come in. That yeah. probably was about the same time 
yeah. that you yeah, went yeah. to Norwich. Yeah. So he was the manager that proper started to trust you. I think you did yeah. you start against England? Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah, maybe yeah. one of the first ones where you thought, do you yeah, know what, I've got yeah. a manager here who really trusts me? Yeah, definitely, yeah. There's a few games before that and I remember obviously like I said I was doing well at Norwich. Um get like getting a lot of sort of praise and doing well and playing playing in that successful team which was obviously big. And uh, yeah, we played played in both England games. The the one at Millennium, we lost two nil. Um, started that and battered we, them. Yeah, well, no, I'd say, no, no, so no. the Wembley one. Yeah, I'd say the Millennium one. They deserved to win. Millennium was, was a bit of a lesson. Yeah, when it, early it was days. Yeah. yeah, it was comfortable, and you thought, ah, we we deserve to get beat there. We didn't play that great. Um, and then a few months later, back at Wembley, and and I remember thinking like. Ah, oh, buzzing for this, like we and we we our form was was good. Speedo had turned us round. We was looking like a proper team. Um, bring a lot of different people into the squad. Sort of the the generation where they was obviously retiring from from the international football, and they they all of them ones had had a great career. So it was just it was just their time to retire. It happens, didn't it? And uh, Speedo bring a new sort of crop through, um, and we was we was very good. And then that that game was class, and I think. I had, a, I had a very good game that, that like, I was very happy with how I played and I think from the Welsh side I was up there with probably MOM that day. I think Stan Collymore I think gave me MOM for the Wales boys. So it was a it was a big game. Very unlucky not to get something out of it. We played really well. Ernie um, missed the chance, uh, didn't he? Yeah, right to the death. Um, but it was yeah, and from that like I said, played a, played quite a few games then and from that sort of moment really sort of kicked on playing playing some good games and went from strength to strength for that really. How would that have felt for you, something that I never had, turning up in the, for, for the Wales squads, yeah. knowing that you were an integral part of the team, yeah. not, not just the squad, and you were there yeah. to you know, take part in training and yeah, yeah. You know, help the boys and hopefully get a cap. Mm -hmm. You were probably turning up thinking, yeah, I'm looking yeah, around yeah. here, I'm going to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah I st you, when you're talking about it there, mate, I've, Still have to. I pinch myself a little bit because, without sounding a bit corny or whatever, it's true. Because I said you had that big period where you you knew you weren't going to start. Going into, I'm I'm going to probably start most games here because I and I earned that. Do you know, it, it was massive, and I still like to say I'm playing with the players that I played with. Again, I pinch myself because I've been I'm very lucky to play with some very good, well-class players, and in an era where we had sort of played a massive part in transforming the Wales from being whatever ranked to, to jumping massively in the rankings and going into games thinking we're going to win instead of like always finding it difficult to come away with results, going away expecting to, to get something out, not expecting but deserving to get something out of these games and having good chances of, of winning games, it was, it was unreal to be fair. And, and that feeling you're talking about from turning up, come on, <laughs> we, we used to turn up thinking no, not a chance are we going to win this game. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. fucking hell, we're almost, we're, yeah, we're going to, we're probably going to get beat. Yeah. But we'll have a good week, yeah, you know, yeah. training, and then yeah. off we go back yeah, to our yeah. clubs. Yeah. It was genuinely, not for us, but the majority of the players who are at a higher level, yeah. you could see, they did they really want to be there? Mm. You know, whereas that turnaround that you were a part of, mm. to players wanting to turn oh, up, mate. preferring to be with the national seat yeah, set up. Yeah. Rather yeah. than with their clubs, yeah, yeah, that's a huge transformation. Uh, uh, unbelievable! Like, do you know, like I, I'm doing my badges at the moment. They talk about the Welsh weight, what they've put in place from when Speedo took over. 
up until now is scary. Like I've seen, I've seen it. I played a part in it, and and you think that is something that they've done there, something special that they've done. And like I said, to see it, to be a part of it, and and play a play a good part in it was was something that I said. Like I, I have to still pinch myself because I sometimes think that that happened. Like and it was it was an era where. It keeps going on and on now. It hasn't stopped. You can tell it just keeps going. And and what, like I said, what they've put in place, what they're building, what they've built and looking to build on is special. It was such a fascinating... I, I've been lucky enough to play under Roberto at Swansea, who's a modern way of thinking. But to join up with the Welsh squad and see what they were actually putting in place, it was so educational, like from a footballing point of view, where Speedo, Raymond, mm -hmm. uh, Ryland, yeah. Osh, and just listening being involved in these meetings where they were talking about whether it was a midfield rotation of th yeah. I don't know yeah. they made it sound so simple yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. something I took forward periodization yeah, and the yeah, Raymond yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. Ryland yeah. thinking oh this is what I need yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. like all your focus in the week yeah. is to be ready for a match day yeah. how simple yeah, yeah. is that yeah, 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 yeah. all your training is is put in place so that on a Saturday you're ready to go at your prime physical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm real. It's like, so simple. So simple, yeah. So simple, but it's 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 a lot more in the game now. But the, there's like speaking to you earlier, is the the knowledge that they've got and the amount of work that they've had to do to get to get this knowledge and put it into place and see it work is is, is frightening to be fair. And the amount of work that they do behind closed doors, people don't see. And it is some amount of work. It ain't just a cut of hours. It is a, a lot, a lot of days, months, years, years of getting what they've put into place and, and putting it in, like mixing the, like I said, the physical with the football and moulding them into one to, to be the best on the match day. Is, is what I've noticed the biggest difference from, say, 10 years ago up until now. It's evolved so much more, but I still believe a lot of about the old school values and, and, and mixing the two, I think, will, is the way forward for football. And it's, it's scaring me. What about Speedo's presence? Like, first time that I was involved in the squad um, and being a part of training that he was putting on, and being in the same team as him in training, so yeah, yeah, yeah. for numbers, maybe yeah. there's one or two uh, little injuries for that day, yeah. and me and him in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're looking at this guy. Yeah. I don't know. He, he had this just this quiet aura about yeah. him, didn't he? Ah, exactly, mate. The presence that he had in in a room when he walked into it, similar similar to Coleman. I feel, I, I feel like they were similar similar guys, like similar aura, similar similar build. Yeah, Coleman like a little bit more. Not, not I, I don't know. He had a not a little, not more to say. Yeah. He was a bit more, bit yeah, more yeah, cocksure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Coleman had a, that little strut, yeah, and yeah, that yeah, gift yeah, of the gab. Yeah. Whereas Speed, yeah. Speed was a little bit quieter. Yeah, yeah. But the, but the yeah. same, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm real. Like, and I said, you just you respected him so much as a person, and also what he'd done in his career. And to have the two, sometimes people have great careers, and and they're not very nice people. He, he was such a nice guy, and the way he. Like I said, the way he changed wanting to people wanting to turn up all the time, having an identity of how he wanted to play, getting the best out of people. And that was that was like again, if you was a top Premier League player to maybe bottom end champ or whatever, he was the same with exactly every player. And that's what I think I lo I loved it, because it's like that's that is the best the right way to do it. Well, whoever you are, you're playing for Wales here, you're all under the same umbrella. This guy and do it together. Mm. And that's what he that's what he created.
what do you remember at the time um, that he passed away? Uh, mate, yeah, it was crazy. Like he, uh, Norwich at the time, obviously, um, just got back from the England game. Um, was it uh, Chapelfield Shopping Centre in Norwich? Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, just had just walking around the shops with the missus, and just had a few like texts and calls and that, like, and and read the met and just like, what? Like, you know, where you take you like, nah, nah, that, fuck, someone's someone's winding me up here. And then obviously you see it, it got announced, and you're just like, fuck, you you think saying accident or whatever, you just think, fucking hell, what's happened? And then uh, obviously found out, and yeah, I'm like just so sad, mate, and it's. Yeah, what he obviously put in place, and he was so, he was always so happy and just a great, great guy. And you, you know, I I don't think people still can get sort of come to terms with it now. And just at the time, I just thought, nah. and obviously we'd we'd been with him sort of a few days before that and yeah. played in something that like I said like the England was so unlucky not to come away with something and just. Ah, oh, mate, it's, it's still sort of can't come to terms with it now, really. It was just so sad. Were you involved in the squads where instead of playing friendlies, I think he arranged like barbecues up at the Celtic Manor and that brought, oh, yeah. brought families in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to, so that it was more than a team, that the players mm. created more of a bond. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that, that must have been yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he, he just, like I said, he, he had it on, he just transformed it. Like, it, it, it felt more of a, a club. Environment. You know, sometimes it is hard because you go away you're with each other for a little bit and then you go back to clubs. But he created that club sort of environment where you, you know, what it's like when you go and see. You absolutely, I, I love going into training. I love going in, like into the training ground, having banter with the boys, being in the change room, going out to train, coming back in, having more banter. And that's what he created. And he done different things, like I said, like the Barbie invited the uh, families in, got that environment, that culture that is <laughs> so important, and he built that. And that's what, and that's what you see on the pitch. Um, and he, he, like I said, he was massive on that. He was a real sort of team player, team environment, and uh, yeah, he was, he was unbelievable. That. And then in came Cookie. Took a little while for him to really get his stamp on it, but yeah. again, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Just that aura about, yeah. like that man. I was yeah. in a handful of squads with him, but I'd yeah. run through brick walls for him. Yeah, yeah. Never mind the lads yeah. who had been involved with him and yeah. had those team talks time after time oh, after time. Man. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, I get goosebumps now even thinking oh. about it because he is, he is like, he's done a couple of things for me that I would never ever forget. Like, and, and that's with football and without football. Um, to, obviously, when I had my knee injury, at that point I was playing, playing for Wales all the time. Yeah. And then I got my knee injury um, and it hit me up because I was flying at the time. I was playing most times for Wales. I, I was back at Brighton, flying. I, I played 24 games, scored six goals in the champ. We was in the playoffs. Everything was going well. And I obviously had a good couple of years at Norwich. So my career at that time was, I was peaking sort of thing and loving it. In a, like I was talking about in a routine where I have my routine now, just loving football. In, you know, it's like playing instinct football. Was good mate with uh, good mates with Matty Upson, um, and we were both at Brighton. We spent a lot of time together. Um, we we were similar routines, like I'm just loving our football. And then I got injured, done my knee against uh, Birmingham at home. Literally like 85th minute or something like that. We won one nil in the playoffs. That popped my knee, and it was sore, man. And, like I just turned and I felt something go, and I've never never really been injured. And I was like, fuck, that's sore. Like, and I I knew I'd done something. 
And I remember laying in bed that night, just looking up at the ceiling, thinking, just in bits, thinking, fuck, like, my, like, I was loving football. I ain't going to be able to do this for a little while. No, I ain't. It, it felt sore. And it was a tough time, it was a real tough time. And, and I remember um, Coleman uh, phoned me up like a week, two weeks later and just said, don't worry, like, I know where you're at. I know, I know how tough it is. Obviously, he went through yeah. a similar thing, obviously, uh, with an injury later on in his career. And, he, and he, um, he was just so, I just thought, oh, fuck. Like, first of all, I was just surprised that he phoned me. Um, and then he just chatting with me, saying, don't worry, like, you've been brilliant, you come back strong, you'll be back involved, etc., etc." And I just thought, that's brilliant. And, he, and he, he, he phoned me up a few times in the sort of course of six to 12 months, keeping in contact with me. And I just thought, I've got so much time for that. He'd only just know, because he'd only just taken over. To be, before, to be fair, the first call that he ever made to me when I was fit, it was at Norwich. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's phoned my mobile. It was in the morning, I didn't have his number. And he's obviously, and he was sort of, I think, phoning all the squad and that. And I, I remember I woke up in the morning, I was buzzing, I was playing with my boy in good spirits. And he's, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, who's that? So I've just picked out, we're going, yo, what's happening? <laughs> and he's gone, uh, Crofty, it's uh, Chris Cole. I was like, oh, like, Chris, how are you doing? Like, so I was like, shit. So the first time he, he must have thought, fucking that skeezer's crazy, like, who's this skeezer? So that was the first, that, and it blossomed through there, really. He must have thought, oh, he's a bit of a boy or whatever. But then, um, so then I got back fit, played in a few few games and stuff. Just uh, I was in I was in the uh, whatever amount of squad it was for the for the preliminary Euro squad because I'd only just got back fit. I played half a game against uh, Ireland, um, and I played well to be fair. But I always Northern knew it, Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I always knew it was going to be tough to get because the boys had, I hadn't played. I was injured all the time that they was in the qualifiers. They'd done unbelievable, but. Even though to be put in the preliminary squad, and he, f he still called me and say, "Look, Crofty, I ain't gonna take you." And I was like, "Look, I didn't expect to. I'd only just got back fit, etc." But I remember watching it and just thinking, like, "This is unbelievable. He's done." And it, everyone watching wanted Welsh to do well. Yeah. If you was Welsh or not, he just and he created he created that fit like a world like buzz. It was ridiculous. And then I've got um, I've got an academy uh, back home that I started called Players Elite uh, with a couple of other pros. I said well, I love working with the little ones, and um, I've got a way in which I believe that the kids should play football and they should enjoy etc. And when I, in the last squad that I was involved in um, prior to that, I said like I, I was just chatting with him and I said ah oh, started this and he was ah oh, great and I said like Dread you'll be able to pop down, and he was like yeah of course yeah definitely Croft like, I'd love to pop down. I was like, and I was thinking, fuck, buzzing. Like, if he comes down, like, the kids would be buzzing. Yeah. And um, so a few months later, so the Euros had just finished, uh, like, unbelievable thing. And I, I dropped, dropped the gaffer a text. And he, uh, and I said, like, is it still all right if you come down? I was thinking, ah, oh, he, he's going to say he's too busy or whatever, because he, he obviously is so busy after that. He was like, yeah, send me some dates. I'll, um, I'll have a look and, like, check my schedule. And then, like, yeah, we'd get, get, get me down. And I was, like, reading the text, like, no, like is he gonna cut? He's gonna come down. Yeah. And his stock was so high because obviously what he's what he done was unbelievable. So I texted him a couple of dates. He picked one, and then like so we made a massive thing of it. And I thought I still can't believe this happened. He's just took Wales to like the semi-finals. Almost, almost waiting for a call like ah oh, sorry, yeah. Crofty can't yeah. make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I, but once he agreed to it, I knew that he would do it because he he was just so honest and so loyal. Mm. And I thought, this is going to be ridiculous. Like, Chris Coleman's just took the, like, 
and I thought, I'm thinking, fuck, I'm an absolute legend down here <laughs> getting Coleman down. And like, so he's he, he's drove down, and I thought oh, he'll have a half hour hour, meet the kids, say hello, sign a few things, do one. Mate, he was there for four hours, like, and and he's he, even that, like I said, loads of kids in the room that we had before they was going out to play footy, and these kids are sort of like between five and twelve. Concentration levels probably not great. As soon as he started talking, they was all like mouths open. Just really? I was like, how the fuck are these kids being that quiet? Like they're carnage. But even like with them, like he just hold the room so well. He had that aura, that presence that everyone buzzed off. Like so, like he spent four hours like watching the kids play football, interacting. And I just thought this geezer, take away the football side of it, how good he is on that side. He is just such a great guy. And I, I love him to bits, and he's he's been unbelievable with me. You, the word you use there, loyal, yeah. that that describes him to a T. Um, his his performance in the Euros, like yeah. the press conferences and that, yeah. how almost everything that he said, you're you're thinking, I love yeah. this guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, what a yeah. skill to have. And yeah. I, I remember um, it was for the it was for the Euro draw. It was in Paris. I went over there to film some stuff for for S4C. Mm. Hadn't seen Coleman for since retiring, probably. Um, so it was a big transition. This TV thing was quite new to me, and you had like a red carpet leading into the into the theatre where the draw was taking place. So I was obviously the other side of the fence, if you like, with yeah, a cameraman yeah. and uh, a producer as well. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to blend in. Obviously, yeah, I'm yeah, taller yeah. than everyone, so <laughs> my big head's popping up. <laughs> and the, the, these these um, sort of coaches. Teams of coaches are coming in, one after the other. So Germany are coming in, Joachim Lowe, and then yeah. the France one, Deschamps, and this and that. Yeah, yeah, Next yeah. minute, it's the Wales team. So they're coming yeah. like the Reservoir Dogs, Chris Colmer, yeah, Oshan, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Evans, yeah. loads of them. And I swear, from, from probably at least 20, 30 metres away, mm. he spots me. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. my heart starts pounding a little bit. Yeah, makes yeah, a yeah. beeline yeah. straight towards me. Yeah, so you're yeah. talking so much media either yeah, side yeah, of this, yeah. this fence. Yeah. Makes a beeline, sees me, comes straight over, yeah. like gives me one of those big yeah. handshakes. <laughs> All right, big man, how's it going? <laughs> and like uh, anything he needs, gives a shout after. So yeah. I get an interview with him after, and I'm thinking everyone's looking at me then, yeah, thinking, yeah. who is this guy? <laughs> You've got so many like ex big yeah. hitters within yeah, the press, exactly. and he's yeah. made this beeline for me and made me feel yeah, like yeah, double the height I already yeah. am, you know. But <laughs> that sums big, him up. Yeah. He's a legend, mate. Yeah, nah. That 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 was used like probably too much but he 100% legend like he's hit the nail on the head mate just an unbelievable guy um, and I think everyone loves him because he's just got that way about him but he ain't like fuck it. like he he gets to you where you love him as a guy but you want to like I said you want to run through a brick wall for him you that's the mistake people make I think people think from the outside that ah oh, Chris Coleman's too close to the players yeah, towards the yeah, end yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, he got too close too friendly it's like no yeah, you're no wrong yeah, yes yeah. that friendship was there yeah. but that respect thing was yeah, huge yeah yeah. Oh, yeah that that never come into play whatsoever about being too close he, he had that he had that line where he was he was close with the players but not not close as in like Fucking hell, we can do what we want here. It was more like, like he said, fucking hell, we're gonna run for a brick wall for him. Like yeah. we want to do well for him. And he, like he said, he was no, he weren't too nice or nothing like that. Far from it. Just respect, like proper, like you, you didn't fear. You feared him in a way, but not like a in a in a negative way. More of a way like, fuck, if I let this this guy down, I'm gonna be devastated. 
And I think that's the best way you can be. Not that fear where you're like, fucking hell, if I mis make a mistake, he's going to nail me. It's that fear, oh, fuck, if I let this guy down, I'm going to be devastated. And I think if you can create that, which he created, I think that's the, that's the way to go. You, you spoke about missing out on the Euros, so missing that campaign. I, I, know, I know you, you know, of course, you would have been so happy watching the boys do their thing. I'd watch the boys doing their thing and have zero like jealousy at all because I knew even if I was still playing I wouldn't have been a part of it but for you to have been so close yeah. to have been in that team yeah. to see what they went on to achieve there must be a little not it's not jealousy it's the wrong word nah, yeah, there must yeah, be yeah. something inside you thinking fuck yeah, yeah, I was close yeah, of course, and yeah. I have a career with no injuries yeah, and yeah, then yeah. these injuries yeah, come yeah, at yeah, this nah, time exactly, yeah. and I said like I not one of them's that like hindsight or whatever, but I think if I didn't have the knee injuries, there would have been a hell of a chance that I would have been there because, like I said before, that I was I was in every camp, I was starting most of the games. So I think there would have been a, a very good chance that I would have been in it. I would have been a, in a strong Brighton team, um, which is obviously important that you're playing at a good level. I was playing at a high level, but challenging for the Prem again. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, I would have had a great. But there was never. It was still that that looking on thinking this is fucking unbelievable to watch you felt I was I was still in I was in the whatsapp group for the uh, in with the Wales boys they haven't so taken you out now I felt, nah, I felt like I was there like and I was like looking at like because I, because I was involved in the Northern Ireland game yeah Mark Evans uh, added me to the group and I was like so all like I've seen everything in the change room after and all that and I'm like fuck, like all the stuff they was doing in the hotel yeah and I, I was like, fucking hell, this is... Just buzzing. This, yeah, and, and I felt like I was a part of it. And I had to do a cut, um, done a, before the Belgium game, I done. I went into the Sky Sports News Centre to do a little bit, bit with them. And it was like, I did, I felt, without being out there, and obviously it, it's second best a bit, because to be out there would have been unbelievable. And speak to a lot of the boys now, and it just sounded like the best time ever. Similar to like what we're saying about where you create that, where you just love being with each other, that club environment where you just buzz off going into the track. They look like those at the time of their lives. And that's what they created. And yeah, of course, I think, like I said, if, if I didn't have the knee injuries, I, I think there would have been a real good chance to have been there. But I'm not one of them where like sour grapes or nothing like that, probably the opposite. Yeah. I wanted to see them do well because I'd been involved with them for a, a good amount of years. And it was uh, unbelievable to see. Mark Evans, is, I think he's known as quite ruthless with that WhatsApp group, isn't he? You yeah, know, if yeah, you're not yeah. in the squad, he takes yeah. you straight yeah, out. Yeah, I know yeah. a couple of lads who are like, oh, you know, before even the squad maybe may is being announced, they're like, yeah, 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 oh, I've been taking out the WhatsApp group. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm not yeah, in this one. Yeah, so yeah. He, he did well yeah, to well, stay he in it, right? Yeah, to be, he, he erased me pretty soon after. <laughs> but I, was, I managed to stay in there for the for the campaign of the Euros, which was the best bit. Because yeah. like I said, I see everything that was going on. But pretty soon after that, I got um, got evicted from that. But then I've been in... Uh, <laughs> I've been in a couple of uh, standby squads, and I think I was in. Um, I played. I played in Coleman's last game, which was obviously it's a nice, nice thing to say. Um, was at Scunthorpe last year, and, and uh, had a had a couple of late late call ups to that. So that was always nice. And, and like I said, I'm still. I've still been on standby for the last few squads. So it's always nice being obviously in a League Two team. Uh, you don't expect to. to to be on uh, standby or what, yeah. whatsoever, so it's, it's, it is very sort of a nice confidence boost that someone like Ryan Giggs now, still, uh, and obviously Oshin and stuff like that, still see you as a, an asset to have, yeah. you wouldn't 
you wouldn't be on the list, basically. So I've still got, like I said, I, I still ambition. I know it's going to be tough because the the Welsh squad now is very, very strong. I'm in a League Two team, but I still see myself if I'm back fit and I'm playing well. I still feel like I can kick on. You ain't, ain't got a crystal ball. I don't know how things are going to go, but I still believe myself. Let's get into Norwich a little bit then before awesome. before you head off into the swimming pool with the Quite kids, you, mate. You. <laughs> um, I have. I had Zach Whitbread on the podcast last week. It's not been released yet. It's coming out next week, so you're going to get in there ahead of him, Crofty. Wait. But we get into probably one of the biggest number shifts in in football history. Yeah. Whereas I had the seven, mate. Yeah, I had yeah. that seven shirt. <laughs> and I bowled into pre-season. Yeah. And fucking this guy, <laughs> who I've known for years, has probably gone in and demanded that number seven shirt ah, all mate. of a sudden Lambo Lambo shifted me from the seven to 33 yeah. mate ah, shit. he's wrapped shit me all around that dress <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you, you were seven a year before I was a you. seven mate ah mate oh, yeah. I took my spot you, oh, yeah, you warmed out well for me though geez. nice hey, that, nice in that little corner in the yeah, dressing room yeah, uh, yeah I didn't mate I didn't know that to be fair but that hey I it. knew that I knew the change was coming mate. <laughs> I, knew, I knew my days are numbered don't worry about that yeah, and that, to be fair, that seven number for them two and a bit years was unbelievable to me as well. So I wanted to stay seven when I went to Brighton, but um, Gus gave me eight. Um, but yeah, it was fucking, mate, they, them years at Norwich was good fun, mate. Classic. Ah, yeah. uh, mate, it was. I, mate, I spoke to Lambo the other day, to be fair. So when he, well, not a couple of months ago, when he was a uh, Stoke manager, just took over. Yeah. And I texted him to say, like, Congrats on uh, taking over at Stoke. Wish you all the best for the for the rest of the season, Crofty. Um, and he texted me back saying, uh, oh, like, I'll ring you like tomorrow or whatever. And I thought, ah, oh, ledge like be. I ain't spoke to him for a while. I had a few six bumped into him every now and then. And I thought, oh, I wonder if he'll um, if he will ring sort of thing. And then the next day, like, he's ringing me. It was fucking brilliant, mate. He, but all he wanted, to, I spoke to him for about 10, 10, 15 minutes on the phone. I thought yeah, I might have a little chat, like a bit of a serious chat. He just wanted pure banter. Yeah. All he wanted to talk about was them two and a bit years that we had together all that time ago. And he even said it was the best change room that he had. It was the most enjoyment he's had as a manager. And, and we was reminiscing and I reminisce about it all the time because it was, it was unreal. And to hear, to hear him say that, it was like we was just going back over things, talked about me and Russ's song and all that sort of stuff. And, and it was just like, yeah, it just brought a smile to my face. And he, he just wanted pure banter for 10 minutes. He's similar, probably, the way you spoke about Coleman. Yeah. In a similar way yeah. at club level. Paul yeah. Lambert at that period, Yeah. he was brilliant. Ah, oh, mate. Like, just a driving force. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it was a talented squad of players. Yeah. But he was the driving force, wasn't he? Ah, oh, mate, he, he was a joke. I remember uh, the first, first day of pre-season, all the boys are in the changing room ready. He's coming in to have a little chat with the lads. And he come in, and I remember the first thing him, him saying is, like, the boys have just been promoted from League One to the champ. And I remember him saying, we're getting promoted again. Yeah. I thought, fucking hell, that's, that's optimistic. Like, I was thinking, like, stay up, like, off uh, mid-table, like, be happy with that. Nah, he, his word was, I want to get promoted again. I thought, fucking hell, like, I'm having a bit of that. Like, I didn't expect that. Just thought, like, stability or whatever. And he just installed it straight away. And I just, and, and he just, again, demanded the highest, got the team environment right, had hungry players that wanted to do well, and he bring out the best, and it was, it was such a good time. What about the fines? 
I love the fun. I love the fun. <laughs> love the fun. And I've gone into it with Zach as well, so, you know, I'll be repeating myself a little bit. He was so ruthless with the fines, and yeah. you're talking to be on your phone. <clears throat> Championship season, was that 200 or 400? I think he changed it. I think it was yeah, 200 yeah. quid in League yeah, One. Yeah, yeah. Championship, it was 400 pound cash. Yeah, and yeah. he wanted it that uh, day. Yeah. He had to go to the bank to get yeah, 400 pound yeah. cash. Ruthless, run it. He, he, ah, unbelievable with the fines. You, to be fair, he was brilliant with it. But he, he used to think oh, I'd be able to get away with this, like little behind the locker, I have a quick look. <laughs> Every time, he was there. It was like he had a fucking CCTV camera in the corner of the change room. Every time anything, anyone done something a little bit wrong, he was there. That's a fun. And then tra fun. training on a Friday was class. Ah, brilliant. You know, there'd be a game, Young v Old, yeah. and there'd be a circle before ah, that, wouldn't it? And he jump. was always in the circle. And if he gave it away, it was yeah. whoever passed him the yeah, ball yeah. had to go in. <laughs> and if you, if you gave him a bad pass, 20 yeah. quid. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, if anything happened, the, the lads are laughing if he's giving the ball away and I'm yeah. started laughing and he'd just look at me. Yeah. Hey, man, 20 quid. You think, oh, fucking hell, gaffer. Yeah. Or you'd say, oh, Too fucking hell, gaffer. Yeah, yeah. 40. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the willingness it. of the players to pay those fines yeah. was a sign of the respect that they yeah, had for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, it wasn't that fear as in you were scared of him, like, as in, like... Some managers you'd be scared of. He had that little bit where he's like a bit fucking like fuck me. He's gonna. Go if you played it. badly, Crofty, yeah, yeah. in that dressing room after the yeah, game, yeah. you did not want his eyeballs on nah, you. Nah, fucking. It was. It was. It, like I said it, again, it was one of them where he was a little bit like shit. If I don't play, he's gonna hammer me. But at the same time, you wanted to do well for him because you, yeah, one, you didn't want him to have a go at you, but two, you didn't want to let him down. And that's and that, that I said speaking about Speedo Coleman, that them sort of that's that's why they they're so successful because they've got that mentality that in, they instill in players that you want to do well for them, you want to do well for yourself and your teammates, but you want to do well for the manager, and that's what he had again. And he, but but his banter was great as well. Yeah. So he had that like I said that that balance of being great banter, but fuck me when that when you had to train well or be serious you knew you knew when you had to be serious you knew when you could have a laugh and that's where if you can get that balance right in the change room that's why you'll be successful the sign of respect had. for him was we could be training or you, you start training yeah. it was whoever it was Cully taking it yeah yeah and the, the levels are so and so. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he walks onto the pitch, yeah, he's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the levels go up <laughs> straight away. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, well, I isn't it? Singing about, yeah. yeah. I had that, and that's, yeah, yeah. And, but again, if that was a young lad to Grant Holt, if Holt we weren't putting it in, he'd fucking tell Holt we. Holt we would put it in most of the time. He, he wasn't a great trainer, Holt we, to be fair. But put him in the game, he was a joke. Yeah. But he had that. He had that same same approach to every player. Like if you was a young lad, or like I said, the the best player in the team, he'd be the same, and that, and that's what I loved. Like, and he yeah, he knew how to treat people differently. As in, someone might need an arm round them, or someone might need to, to to get into them a bit. But he still had the same like, no, everyone's working the same way, everyone's working hard, and he was, uh, and that's why he got the best out of people. Give, give me your thoughts, because we've got two very different experiences of that promotion yeah yeah like I'm on the outside of it yeah on loan at Brentford but come back to be part of the squad for the last yeah, little yeah. push yeah um, obviously 
with promotion, my money was my money was going up. So yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. I wanted you boys to do well, yeah, but from yeah, a yeah. personal point of view, yeah. fucking hell, yeah. this was important. So yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never felt more <laughs> now. These are finan for financial yeah, reasons, yeah. more of a fan. Yeah. Watching the boys winning, yeah, being yeah, a part yeah. of that team, like the yeah. derby game stands out for me. Yeah, One yeah, nil yeah. down, ninetieth yeah, minute or something, score yeah, two. Yeah, we yeah. were up in the skybox, yeah, yeah, going yeah. fucking mental. <laughs> the, the amount of damage that we caused yeah. in that in that corner box yeah, where the sky normally record yeah the yeah. ceiling was down yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mate there's chairs getting flown about oh, everywhere it was, it was mental yeah but yeah. for you and then obviously the portsmouth one for promotion yeah, yeah you were you were a big part of that yeah what yeah. a special feeling yeah geese goosebumps mate when you're saying that because obviously we feel that and obviously we're on the pitch but knowing that you was like and i knew you was like that because obviously and like I said, your your money went up, so fucking everyone on that pitch is doing it for a reason. And we're doing it for, yeah, ourselves and our team. But we're doing it for the boys that ain't involved as well, because we've been in it together all the time. Like I said, we train together all the time. You pushed me in training. Gilly pushed me in training. So people that weren't involved were still having, like, you, you made us as well. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's why it was an unbelievable feeling. And the summer after was the best summer of my life, still now, because it was like, it was such a good group where we had we had the best time of our lives, and that was if you were playing or if you weren't playing. And that's the sign. Like every player, like I said, every player wants to play. If you don't want to play football and you're a footballer, what's the point in playing? Yeah. But there's times where you you've got to think, you know what? They're they're on fire. They're doing well. They're doing their thing. But I'm a part of it still. Yeah. You're still training, pushing pushing us to get. And like I said, us being successful made you benefit you. So that's why it was uh, it was just. Like I said, I get goosebumps now, and everyone who was a part of that era, whether they weren't playing or whether they were playing, will look back on it with fond memories. Las Vegas? Unbelievable, oh, isn't it? What Unbelievable, a trip. Dude. I, Again, people haven't listened to Zach's episode yet, nah, but yeah, I'll yeah, be, yeah. so I'll be repeating myself next week. Yeah. But for me to be on that plane, yeah. having made two appearances <laughs> that season. I've been on loan to Yeovil, been on loan to Brentford, yeah. but for Norwich, two yeah. appearances. Yeah. And I was there, mate, yeah. no problem. You got John Ruddy, who played every game, yeah, wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. Nah. Simeon Jackson scored yeah. important goals for promotion. He wasn't yeah. there. They weren't allowed, nah. mate. Nah. But the boys are there. This is it? We fucking made the most of it, oh, mate. It was, uh, to be fair, Zach and Albie. Uh, Aaron Wilbrand, mate. Yeah. I remember Russ, me and Russ were sharing, Russ Martin was sharing rooms, and uh, Russ got called up to a late call up to Scotland. That was his first ever call up. Yeah. He decided to turn Scottish, didn't he? Yeah, and, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and uh, Russell McMartin, I started calling him. <laughs> so he had to get a plane, a day, a flight a day early, because I was real, I thought, I oh, like, like can't let him go on his own. We've had, we've had. Were you in the Wales squad though? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So it was like because I got the call the week after. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. So it, it went, but like, so we was we had our suitcases ready to fly back literally a day early, and Aaron, uh, Albie, and Zach had just got in from their night out, yeah. and they're like, they've, they looked at us and was like, fuck, like, why they got their suitcases? <laughs> Have we? Are we meant to be flying back? Like I said, like I remember them like short, like rubbing their eyes and think like checkers. They were probably obviously steaming, thinking, "Are we seeing things here?" And I was like, "What? What are you doing?" And I was like, "We're like we got a flight with our flights in a bit." And I was like, "No, no, we're flying back tomorrow." And now we're like, "Now we're flying back today." And it was like relax, like we're two going creatures back. though. Ah, oh, mate, two, two, what? Just funny people, mate. Like again, 
it just summed up the change. We just had absolute characters that we just mixed so well. Yeah, that that like I said, summer summer of our lives that summer, mate, wasn't it? It's yeah. unreal, man. Unreal. So what's what's the plan for the future then, Crofty? Just crack on, yeah, coaching, mate, yeah, play I wanna, for as long. Yeah, mate, wanna. 100% play as long as I can. I'm still very fit. Um, look, look forward to getting back in the team. Being, being captain of, uh, of the county is a massive honour. Um, got an, again, like one club of captain, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah so uh, as a big like the gaffer said, he, he'd make me skip. Uh, he, he wants me to set an example to the boys. Um, again, mate, unbelievable change room up there with the best. Yeah. Like, sit proper, proper tight knit group. Some real good characters in in it. Um, a blend of, of young and old and again with the staff with the gaffer um, hats all the people at the club and the, and the people uh, the board like the chairman um, and a couple of other guys Cole um, he, he calls himself the vice chairman I don't think he is but he's just good good people and I've but like I've only been here a couple of months but what I've seen so far it's exciting it's an exciting time to be at the county got a long way to go um, but I've really embraced the, the community um, and I love it. I'm really enjoying it, even though I haven't played many games yet and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to play, play as many games as I can. And hopefully, long way to go, but we can hopefully have a successful season and then, yeah, play as long as I can and then, uh, yeah, look to go down the coaching route um, after I'm on my A licence at the moment. You talk about the dressing room and the spirit there. That's evident. I'm, I haven't watched uh, Newport first hand this season. I'm waiting for you, yeah. for yeah, you to be yeah, on the yeah. pitch, mate. <laughs> yeah, go on, I think that's evident in that how many late goals you boys have scored, how many times you come from behind, and the games that you've lost, you've been absolutely battered, yeah. but reacted in the next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a sign. Uh, of mate, a... You, you've seen it before. Like I said, I don't want to talk about like too much because there's a lot of football to be played. But exactly what you say there, you like Norwich. How many late goals did we get? Yeah, in the yeah, it's like, true. Ridiculous amount of late goals. So I'm watching it and thinking, fucking up. Like, it's good signs, real good signs, but. The, the feel that we have in the change room and we keep that in the change room and then we take it out on the pitch is is proper, is really, really good. Um, and the gaffer's created that, again, like he's, he's created that environment where I, I buzz off going in the mornings and, and that's what you that's what you want. Um, but a long a long way to go, but if we um, if we can keep it going, keep everyone fit, because we, we, we got some good players, so hopefully we can be strong. How, how many pull-ups can you do these days, Crofty? <laughs> <laughs> love a pull up, love a pull up. Uh, I don't know, I think my 25 has been my max, but I wonder, when I, when I stop playing, I think I'll go even mad, because you, you know it's like you can do a little bit more energy. I tend to try and do a little bit less in the gym now and be be, be out on the pitch more. Um, oh, how many press-ups? Pre yeah, pre mate, you know I'm like, I'm body stuff, mate, I'm a joke, I? I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a machine at all that. And I, so. Last question then, Crofty, before you get out of here. You know, we're talking about the pull-ups. <laughs> that brings me back to that famous Christmas party fancy dress. Yeah. I think you addressed as were you Buzz Lightyear doing pull-ups on a scaffolding board oh, in London? Oh mate, what, what a, a party oh, that was. Geez. I was buzzed in pull-ups off a scaffolding thing. You was a scuba diver, <laughs> mate, in the in the fountain bit in the middle of London, mate. That was, you I remember us walking up to it and there's a big pond like fountain thing and you've gone, This is my moment. This is my <laughs> moment. And I remember thinking, nah, he ain't. It was freezing as well. Was it Piccadilly oh, Circus next mate, to Leicester Square, wasn't it? It was, that again, probably up there with the best Christmas dudes ever, mate. Jesus Christ. Do you know, I was 
I was frozen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought I was going to die of pneumonia after getting out of there. This is my moment. I'd this is my it. moment. People taking photos, and it was after I realised it was. Um, yeah, it's like a war. It was yeah, like a war yeah. memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm no thinking, way, mate. oh no my way. god, you can get arrested yeah. for that. Yeah, no, nah, you should have been, mate. You should have been arrested if, for that. I said it was Zach. If I would have been arrested for that, yeah, I probably would have been sacked at Norwich as well. Yeah, not yeah, not yeah. Lambert. My relationship with, yeah, with him was nah, great, yeah. but yeah, the club wanted me out, mate. Yeah, yeah. I was taking too much of their money. So I'm glad there's no social media good nah, and proper then. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Crofty, it's been a pleasure catching up, mate. Nah, mate, I'm real, mate. Top man, big Top man. man. Pleasure, guys. There we go, Andrew Crofts. Good catching up with the main man himself. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you did, leave a review, subscribe, leave a rating, please. And don't forget, Unapath Welsh podcast with myself and Malcolm Allen, now available by itself, so subscribe to that one also until next time goodbye